you will hear almost every county sheriff tell you that a large percentage of their inmate population uh, are people with mental illness. And this is an effort by the Supreme Court to offer a program that provides strict supervision and treatment to people with uh, mental illnesses that can help them hopefully improve the quality of their life. This is an alternative to incarceration or being institutionalized. That's correct. And in fact, it's not just for the mentally ill. We have drug treatment courts, we have sobriety courts, and we also have veterans treatment courts. And so if you fit in one of those categories, there's probably some kind of screening after conviction and before sentence that the probation department is trying to determine whether that person is eligible for an alternative sentencing program. And if they are eligible and if they volunteer to participate, uh, then they will be assigned to that treatment court or that problem-solving court and hopefully go through the program successfully. We find, for example, in juvenile mental health court graduates improve their education level after they've completed the program. And nearly 100% of both adult and juvenile graduates report they have better mental health after they've completed the program and they have a better quality of life. I believe, and I think a number of my colleagues throughout the state court system believe, that if you can help somebody turn their life around, they become a better participant in their community, there's less crime, and and you've helped their family unit uh, to be even happier and more successful. Why wouldn't we want those outcomes and increased instead of increased recidivism? It's it's kind of a no-brainer. And clearly it costs far less to provide these court services than incarceration and, and multiple incarcerations for some of these people. That's exactly correct. And and that's another benefit of the program. I, I think of it as... Uh, kind of the cherry on top. Yes, saving money is good, but if you're saving lives and you're improving the the quality of life for your community, that's really the outcomes that we want to see. Are there statistics on how it has reduced the recidivism rate? There are some uh, statistics. I think you could say those who have gone through a problem-solving court are much less likely, like I said, with mental health court, they're two times less likely to commit another crime two years after completing the program than somebody who didn't. That trend also works with the drug and sobriety courts. People who go through these programs really learn how to address the individual issues that they have, and they're much less likely to reoffend than somebody who didn't get that skill set by going through treatment and supervision. It may seem a rhetorical question, but given your experience on the bench, it seems as if people that commit crimes and are incarcerated typically have either a drug problem, an alcohol problem, a mental health problem. I mean, some people are just bad people, but generally speaking, would you say more than fewer people are suffering from some something else is going on in their life? I think that is the case in my experience in 2016 years as a judge. Typically, there's an underlying issue. Not everybody that uh, has the opportunity for these programs wants to solve their underlying problem. So that's the test. Uh, You know, you have to properly screen and make sure the person is eligible, but then they also have to be motivated to work with the probation agents, to work with uh, the counselors that are working with them. 